Hello and welcome to the Wise Guys Podcast. I am your host, Brady Fitzgerald, joined as always by my co-host, Chris Hagan. How you guys doing? Doing all right, Chris. Uh, my voice is all scraggly. Um, I was yelling terrible things at these refs at the Georgia, <laughs> Georgia basketball or Georgia South Carolina basketball team. We'll get to that in College Corner. Oh, it's gotten worse in like the last twenty seconds. I know, I know, I know. It at keeps... first, when I logged on, I thought you were having like internet issues. <laughs> Just sounds scraggly. I was like, oh, are we really gonna deal with this? <laughs> no, not we're not we're not there yet in the pod. It, it happens happens to the best of us. Yeah, I mean it. Ha- it ha- happens to, to the best fans out there. Yeah, the good fans. They they come back. They only yell for so long. We'll get there. It was a 9 p.m. game. It was a lot of fun, but it was it was pretty heartbreaking. Anywho, we got plenty of NFL to take care of first, and we're starting off. We're gonna do it in chronological order. We're just gonna jump right into it. And uh, it, I I think this was like probably one of the saddest days in podcast history for us uh, this Saturday just talked uh, about it so much we just love the joe flacco narrative so way too much and i like he, if he didn't throw two back-to-back interceptions maybe they're in this game uh pick sixes sorry not interceptions pick sixes cj stroud yeah, lit up their defense to too and it's like it was like the perfect joe flacco way to go out to like i'm gonna go down i'm gonna go down with a bang and oh yeah like the first pick it's like yeah, what are you even? What are you doing? And then two seconds later, gets hit, one. like no one's open. Ball just flies up in the air. As soon as the ball left his hand, I was like, "No way that this ball is not picked." I said, as he's getting hit, I was like, "We haven't had that Joe Flacco pick yet." There it was. <laughs> yeah, it was tough. It's tough. But honestly, like the bigger narrative out of that game, I think, is how bad the number one defenses in the NFL look against a rookie quarterback. You were on this. Were you not shocked by that? I was shocked by it because I thought this defense was going to be able to maul um, the offensive line of the Texans and be able to really get after C.J. Stroud, which they didn't. And the you you called this on the on the the episode to to put some water on our Joe Flacco hype. You were were saying, look who they've played. They've played no one, no one good at least. And the when they did play Houston, it was against. Keenum and Mills. Yeah. Yeah, so I still had faith. I won't I won't backtrack and say I didn't have faith. Um I wanted this so badly. But it was a it was a, a crushing dream. At least it was over, as you said, with a bang, as Joe Flacco should go. Um he should go off in the sunset. He's done, right? Yeah. He's yeah, no, no, he's not he's yeah. He, I don't know if he's <laughs> is this hey. Is this the end of Joe? Is, is this is this the last we see of him in the NFL? I think so. With all the QB, con- like I don't think he's coming back. With all the QB parity that happens in this league, you think he's he doesn't have one more shot in him? <laughs> I guess he like it can be forced, but I think he captures lightning in a bottle for a few weeks. Like, oh, it was I his Lynch- team is going to sign him, expecting to win five in a row, like the Browns did. No, I don't think that at all. But um. And I even when he was like, unless he won the Super Bowl and literally was flawless, I don't think his starting job would have ever like. I don't think there was any scenario where he's yeah. a starter next year. But no, yeah, of course. But I think even for him, he's probably like, all right, like give it, give it, best give it a break. Like, yeah, he's a, yeah, this is it. He's a realistic guy, honestly. And this is <laughs> and this was it. This was a shot. 
He wasn't going to win another. He's never going to win yes. the Southern. Season. And it was like I still believe that they had a legit shot. I agree. Um, I do feel bad that we've spent nothing. We haven't even mentioned uh, C.J. Stroud. He played fantastic. Yep. Um, he is back in the conversation for greatest rookie of all time and shit like that. Um, that's just how this NFL narrative stuff goes. But he a very impressive win. He's now the youngest quarterback to win a playoff game. Um, just really impressive rebuild by the Texans. When you look at it as a whole, the fact that they're going into Baltimore as a four seed, they won their division. They had a home playoff game, uh, took care of business there and are completely ahead of schedule. What worries me is let's not go be picking CJ Stroud for MVP and saying he's a dark horse and all that crap because he did the same thing to Trevor Lawrence last year. Same thing, is it not? Trevor Lawrence was not as good as CJ Stroud, though. No, I agree. I agree. But let's let's let the kid breathe. Yeah, let's that. Let's just let him breathe before we make him. It is good that he has Jordan Love on the other yes side of the bracket, and even though he's not a rookie, he's basically a rookie and doing basically the same thing. So it's like it's almost like the attention's divided. Yeah, it is. It is. Two. That's a great way to put it. And it maybe maybe that helps. Like I just don't. I hate when these guys. And it seems like see, it doesn't seem like he doesn't care about any of the noise. It doesn't seem like he. I mean, he said before the game. Uh, you see his quotes like during the week. He's like, "Oh, we suck. We got no chance." Um, Did your shout said that? Yeah, he was like, "Not nah, like said that," referring to what like, the media was saying. Yeah, basically, he was just like, "Look at." It. He was like, "Oh, I mean, we have no shot at this, anyways, right?" So. Um, <laughs> Yeah, let's not like I, I I think there's something about these guys. They they have they can't they I don't want to put them on a pedestal already. I feel like it just makes them in like the, the the Baker Mayfield effect. He's got to be doubted. Yeah, but again, like I know May, him and Mayfield are such different quarterbacks. Like Stroud oh I, is, yes, I agree. just just watching him play. It's like man, it just looks so easy. Whereas Baker, and one of my one of my friends texted me this, he said, which was an interesting observation, but he was like, I like watching Baker play because it looks like he's trying so hard to throw the football. Like you watch Josh Allen or like CJ Stroud throw a ball and it's, oh, like yeah, so it's effortless. effortless. It's effortless. And Baker, it's the it's not like that at all. The like Baker, it feels like every big game that he has is like that's everything he's got. Whereas like CJ Stroud, you feel like you're never gonna reach the peak. The yeah, it was Stroud. It's like he, the all year, even in his games that he was struggling, or some a couple bad. He didn't have very many, but a couple bad games. All all of his passes looked like he was in control of what he was doing, and some of these quarterbacks, the, that does not look like that. So, that alone, I can see. I yeah, I can see why people are going to be doing the Dark Horse MVP and everything. But I just let him breathe. That's all I'm saying. I mean, if you look at the numbers, like he's in conversation. I, we did this halfway through the year, didn't we? We put him I out know, like I know, yeah, I know. But then, but then they flashed, they flashed the numbers, like if it was before the game or at halftime or whatever. But he was, and he was, um, he like led the league in fewest interceptions and some other stat. I was like, what the hell? How did I not realize this? Like he threw five picks all year. Remember, we were looking at that on the pod on Friday. I was talking about my Flacco interception bet, and then 
just parlay it with the other quarterback. And I'm looking back at his stats, and he's threw three picks against the Cardinals and two the rest of the season. It's pretty unbelievable. Yeah, it's so. I mean, it's funny because like we we weren't doing this pod when Andrew Luck was a rookie, so there's not like I can't say we can have a good comparison between watching the way we watch now and what the way we watched when Andrew Luck was playing. Uh, so I'm not going to pretend like we can debate that, but uh, it, it it will be interesting. I hope he keeps it up and there's no sophomore slump. And I hope the Texans keep, keep riding. Uh, they're a fun team to root for. And yeah, they're an easy team. Should be fun to see them. Uh, I just don't agree for Houston though. It's like the same people are Astros fan. That bothers me a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. That's true, but there's so many teams in like, Texas. I guess they've never won a Super Bowl. Or... Yeah, I was gonna say, and there's so many teams yeah. in Texas that like the oh. fact that they're Texans fans, like you gotta give them some credit for that. They're not a Cowboys yes, fan. Yeah, you could just you could be a Cowboys yeah. fan. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, All right, he did miss that one throw. I forget who. I think it was and that Collins was one, but it was like it. it was like one of the best throws though. It was just missed him by no, a it hair. Looked, it looked great. Yeah, it was like a flick of the wrist, and it just like was just. It's funny because like that's what he did at Ohio State. Like that's you put on the tape, and it's like, oh, he's just hitting wide open deep guys. That's why everyone was worried about him. He was like, oh, I never made it. Never made it a yeah, second read. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's. So in this game, I had a wise pick of the Browns. Of course, I did. Um, didn't work out. We both picked them to win, though. So that's already own one. Uh, didn't get better for, for either of us, really. <laughs> yeah. Mainly me. Let's move on to the next game. This one, I tried, I tried, tried to explain. The Dolphins just, there. I, yeah. I, 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 I outsmarted myself here. They are, one thing goes yeah, wrong and they're screwed. I know. They can't get anything going after it, one thing goes wrong. Well, I tried to convince myself that this narrative of the cold was overblown. Um, they couldn't throw the ball more than 10 yards down the field. And the first time that they did, it was an interception. And the rest of the game, outside of the one Tyreek play, which was an awful throw by Tua, <laughs> and... Tyreek just bailed him out. Somehow scored a touchdown on that. After that, I was like, okay, like, if he can make plays like that, then you got a puncher's chance, and never even got another chance to do it. They threw, I feel like, 40% of their passes at least were behind the line of scrimmage. Oh. And, like, the Chiefs knew that that was coming, and they just pressed up all game and made every single play. Not that it was that difficult. Because there was no threat that the ball was going to travel past the sticks on any given play, and it made like it made me want to gouge my eyes out. It was so hard to watch. <laughs> like this team who scored seventy points against the Broncos, how could they look this bad? What do you do with Tua? You you have every weapon around him. I mean, yeah, I know. You you have him for a and fifth year option. I, you, you have to get the one seed. I think that's what has to happen. You have to be at home. And he, like even at home against a good defense, I don't trust him. Like, thinking about it, thinking about the AFC, you're going to have to go to Kansas City, Cincinnati, Buffalo, Baltimore. In, in January, playoffs. yeah. 
Yeah. And it's like, are we just going to do this thing where every time they have a game that's cold, they're, you just write them off? And like the end of the year, the end of the year, every year, it's cold. Yeah. But he's still like, he's still Mahomes and he's been there before. And, you know, um, I don't know what you do with him. I'd say you give him, you let it ride again. And if it turns into a situation where he's like a complete liability again, then you have to move on. I think he's earned at least another year, though. I agree. I think what the issue is, is the Daniel Jones scenario where instead of the fifth year option, they extend him and don't want to do like the franchise tag and the fifth year option. And oh, you, you got to have confidence in your quarterback. Um, I wouldn't have confidence in Tua Tagovailoa. I would have, I would t- let him know, like, you're on, like, this is your chance, buddy. You got to prove us that you're yep. the starting quarterback. And we got to prove us that you can win a playoff game when it's cold and when there's elements and uh, that every time something goes wrong, it can't just be, it, it can't just be the tires fall off, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I, I think yeah, teams was, are getting it was way one of the too... worst offensive games that I've seen from the team who was the best offensive team in football this year. And it's hard to believe. It really was hard to believe. They 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 bare, like they couldn't even really run the football because they were down by half. Okay, that's then, the other thing. But they were never down by a lot. No, they, they weren't down by no. The, running. the one time, the one time I think it was the Tyreek drive when they had like a sustainable drive put together was when they were feeding it to Mostert, and then you bust out Tyreek, and it's like I think Achin probably had like two carries, six. Moster had like eight. Okay. But still. But they were never it it didn't become a, like a blowout until the fourth quarter. Yeah, there, was, there was no reason to give up like on there the was run. One drive where they really committed to running the football. Yeah. And maybe that's just like a McDaniel thing, like it's not his offensive philosophy. I don't know that much about offensive philosophy. But it just felt like you have to adjust a little bit, right? Like your Patriots helmet was that like? Uh, no, I just wanted to. No, no, no. I just wanted to I make it like a little more sportsy. <laughs> I saw it was back there, and I was like, oh, I'll move it up a little bit. Um, but like you have to know going into a game like that that you're probably not going to be able to throw the ball that far down the field, and you can actually attack his defense using the run. Teams have done it before, like bubble screens once every. Instead of three downs, like it's not gonna work. And it didn't. They so, reminded me well, a lot well, of the two was awful. Like I feel like they could have called it better. I, they remind me a lot of the Eagles, um, in this game. Yeah. And we'll get to the Eagles later. But uh similar stuff where there wasn't very m- much adjustments. Um, the game plan was pretty stale the whole way. And it was pretty obvious what they were doing every every pass or every play. So the Chiefs now have to go to Buffalo, which we'll get to. They're going to be, I mean, as you said, Mahomes did, he missed a lot of passes in this game. Um, But he played, I mean, he played, he played like Mahomes. Rasheed Rice, I mean, is he uh, he the guy that just stepped up? They're they're getting, uh, they're getting their boy Sky Moore back, which we hate because he wears number 24, but. I'm sure he's better than, you know, Justin Watson and Marcus Valdez-Scantley. So they'll get some help there. 
Um, I probably did just try one deep onto BS. Got to. They're like, oh, we haven't tried to walk try. in. Yeah. I'll chuck it once. <laughs> Got to give him the, the Hail Mary one. The fourth quarter. Yeah. And, um, but, yeah, I, Rasheed Rice, like, he looked like the best player on the field. It, it's he's maybe he's a sleeping giant for this this team and he got a little bit going halfway through the season and there was a little bit of buzz but he kind of fell off again mm-hmm. so if they can get him hot now it's the it's a perfect time yeah yeah and that's all like that's all it takes to win in the playoffs any sport um, you have to have guys that step up get hot at the right time this game you had a wise pick miami plus five Woof. Yep, it was the same mistake I made with the Chargers last year. Ready to trust them. I had under 44. Wasn't wise tail. pick, but under 44 hit if you did tail that. Yeah. Um, the over in the Cleveland game hit. We talked about that. Yep. Yeah, 44 and a half. The freaking uh, Texans did it alone. Texans covered it, yeah. Packers <laughs> uh, almost did the same thing in that game, too. And what did we have straight? I know you had Miami. No, did you have the Chiefs? I had Miami. Yeah. Okay, yeah, and then say. I had the Chiefs. Cool. All right, so I have you one on there. Cool. Packers-Cowboys. Next game. As you mentioned, the Packers almost covered this themselves on the over. Um, there was – there's 80 combined points in this game. And the, the score makes it look like it was a lot closer than it was. This was a blowout, 27, was it 24 nothing, 27 nothing? 27 nothing, and then it was like 41 14. What was the final? 48 32. 46 32? 48 32. So yeah, I think it was 41 14. Not great. Not great at all. No, and like, you know. It was like immediate. Yeah, it was. Came out, went down, score, three and out, score, pick, boom, like game over. Yeah. So quick. And Dak, I mean, when you look back, when we look in next year, we're going to be like, oh, Dak had a good game. He did not have a good game. Uh, he ended up with a lot no, of. Oh, I don't think anyone's actually going to think that. Um, Tony Pollard didn't, I mean, he got a touchdown, but wasn't helpful on the ground. Uh, they couldn't really run. I mean, they didn't. Well, they run. were down they, 21 yeah, points in three seconds. Say, yeah, they're not going to run the ball a lot. <laughs> Um, CD's amazing. I mean, they have all the weapons. They their defense got torched by by Jordan Love. Jordan Love looked amazing. He missed five passes all mm-hmm. game, only threw it twenty one times. Got three pit, or three touchdowns. Had identical numbers. Really? So like two yards was it in him and Stroud? Wow! If you look at completions, touchdowns, and um yards, yeah, it's it's really freaky actually. Yeah, we, he was he was perfect. And and Aaron Jones, we were talking about him before the game and uh, right before the playoffs that he had to step up. Um, he he played amazing. He had three touchdowns himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, Romeo Dobbs was was out there balling. He had his career high and everything. Um, they didn't even and have had to use game or hundred yard game all his career. Yeah, went off for like hundred fifty. Yeah, he uh, and they didn't even need Christian Watson. Jalen Reed didn't even get a catch. Um, they, yeah, this was this was over very quickly. Um, 
And I guess really the storyline after this is what what do the, the Cowboys do? You got to think about him. I, to come out like this, and I'll also say that anyone who has Dan Quinn on their list of guys to interview for their head coaching gig, which should, includes my team, should cancel that interview yeah. yesterday. Yeah, they need, they need to cancel that Like, this is, this is like an implosion that's a fireball offense. Mm-hmm. Like when the, when the Colts got smoked by the Jags last week of the year, two years ago. Mm-hmm. And missed the playoffs. Terrible Jags team. Like teams like that. That's a fireable offense. This was so so bad. Come out and to just get gashed by a Packers team who's been like they've been up and down and they've had they've had some really good weeks. They've never looked like this or anything close to this. Like I felt like every time Aaron Jones got the ball, it was at least eight or nine yards. So easily. Yeah, they and were every machine. time Jordan Love dropped back, they weren't getting to him, and then somebody would be wide open on every single play. It was like the easiest game to watch as someone who's rooting against the Cowboys, because you just had so much confidence that every time they snapped the football, they might just score a touchdown. <laughs> it was incredible performance yeah. by them. They didn't get to once. Absolutely incredible performance by their by their offense. That you're right, Dan Quinn. That should be uh, an immediate. That should be the interview. Sorry, man. We just saw you in the playoffs. That's the right. That was the interview. The, we talked about Jair Alexander. He needed to come back. He he did his job. He got a pick. Um, he, I mean, yardage wise, when it's all garbage time, like he's gonna get torched. But um, he got his pick. Your boy from Maryland, Darnell Savage, got the other one. Savage wasn't that six? Yeah. That was six. Yeah, look at that. Representing Maryland. Yep. You guys, you're delivering the pigs. All right. Is there anything else? I mean, all right, coach-wise, what do you do? You fire McCarthy. I So the only thing about firing McCarthy is you have to, you have to ensure that the alternative is better. So, like... Belichick or Vrabel or Harbaugh is on the table, and I think you do it in a heartbeat, right? If not, then it's like then it's a conversation. I thought Belichick made a lot of sense, and then I thought about it for a little bit, and it doesn't make like because I don't think I don't think Belichick wants to deal with Jer- Jerry Jones. I don't think he wants to deal with yeah, and I don't think Jerry Jones wants to deal with Belichick because Jerry Jones always had a puppet as head coach. Whether yeah, exactly, he's always had a guy that will not say anything back to Jerry Jones. And however Jerry wants to do it, Jerry's going to do it. Well, this is Bill Belichick. Like, if Bill Belichick goes into a team, it's Bill Belichick's way. Um, yes. And I don't, think, uh, I don't think the Cowboys are going to be dealing with that. At least Jerry won't be. Hey, they they yeah, should, though. Imagine Bill Belichick. Har- Harbaugh's not doing that either. Yeah. Vrabel's probably not doing that. I was going to say Vrabel might not either. Because Vrabel didn't like yeah. the GM in Tennessee, so how's he going to get along with Jerry Jones? He's going to say one yeah, word to him, right. and he's going to fire him. A GM who's not even like a football expert. <laughs> yeah, he's just a businessman. The I've just imagine though if the egos could be put aside and Bill Belichick coach this team, mm-hmm. that defense would never look like that ever. It would never let up forty five no, points never. to to Jordan Love, um, or forty eight. Yeah, 
they they need they need to change something. I think they will change something. Um, maybe it's not. Maybe it's not McCarthy though. Maybe you're right. Like I don't. I just think. Do you think they consider moving on from Dak? Because he had the best year of his career this year. Honestly, I, I was actually worried about the Cowboys in the playoffs. This year. Honestly, in how good Dak had been in the fourth quarter, I was like, why not give Trey Lance a shot? Why not see what he can do? And uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't think you move on from Dak. I think they have too much money invested into him. Mm-hmm. He's too much of a brand, and there's too many negative alternatives. Like, what do you get? What do you even get for Dak? You get mm-hmm. a second round That's pick. Right. Again, the issue. Yeah, and I then think who you play. So maybe they maybe they look the same. Maybe they just I mean that's they looked we've been say like they said this about Jerry jo- or Jason Garrett for like ten years. They should fire him at the end of the season. For like ten years. Um so I think they, Yeah, I think they keep him. Which is yeah, I think it's I mean, a mistake though. I think it's a mistake. Yeah. Alright, the game of the weekend. Ooh. The closest game of the weekend. Most exciting game of the weekend. The only good game, really. Yeah, the really the only good game at all. Rams, Lions, Matthew Stafford's return. Lions, they 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 they, they got the Lions got the victory, first victory in two decades, three decades. The Detroit Lions in the playoffs. Three. Um, they got yeah, to be home. Great. I I think great for the Lions fans. Uh, this is a great moment for detroit um i mean they've had a they've had a lot of shit years and a lot of sports so and they they deserve this one um and i was i was petrified i was scared for them i I thought this rams team was i I wish this rams team faced another team so we could see the rams again because Mm -hmm. like they they would have whooped the bucks eagles no matter who they faced oh yeah and they might they might have torched the cowboys I mean, if you get that same Cowboys team, then I think it's the same score as the Packers team was. Like, if they couldn't stop Romeo Dobbs, they yeah. couldn't stop Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua. That was the biggest disappointment for the Rams, was uh, Cooper Cup. Yeah. Cooper Cup had a, had a pretty terrible game for, for his standards, especially in the playoffs. Uh, they couldn't, like, they got to him mm-hmm. five times, but he really got, like, no yardage out of that. And I, he just was kind of a non-factor, which was... Not what is, not what anyone was expecting. I mean, Puka, this stat line makes yeah. sense. I mean, if the Lions' game plan was like, we're gonna take him out of the game, and like they have these two receivers, we're gonna let one of them beat us. We're not gonna let both of them beat us. Well, they let Puka. Beat I don't know him. if that's if it's that. Yeah, but Puka had an amazing game. Yeah, uh, but I guess like if you figure Cooper Cup's his most reliable target, if you take him out on every big third down and he's forced to go somewhere else, then. Eventually, like, it'll work out for you. And I, and I guess technically it, it technically did. Uh, their, their defense stood up to be able to hold the, the Rams to 23 points. Very impressive in my eyes. Um, mm-hmm. Well, this game looked like it was going to be 70 to 65. Yeah, the second the half. few drives. Yeah, the, the first couple drives. I don't know what happened. I had the under, and I couldn't believe that it hit. I know. I know it hit literally right at the uh, like I mean, they hit at the skin of their teeth. Nine points or... in the second half. 
I wonder, I, like, how does that, it's just like two great coaching adjustments at halftime. Like, how does that happen? Where there's so many points in the first half. And I, I guess so. Yeah. Um, and they just got tired. That could be. Could be as well. The first six drives. It's all in the first half. Touchdown, field goal, touchdown, 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 touchdown. And then nothing. The the second quarter was like the third quarter in the Green Bay game. It's just touchdown, touchdown. Oh back yeah. Forth, back and forth. Except this game was actually close. The Green Bay game was it was already the twenty point deficit and then they were just trading touchdowns. I love how the, like Josh Reynolds is out here getting five catches for eighty yards. Like Sam Laporta, I mean, I know he was injured, and Jameson Williams takes everybody. It does take everyone, and that and again, this was a this was a guy that was on Golf's Rams team. Um, I thought there was a lot of praise for for Golf or for Stafford and coming home and all that stuff. Uh, shout out to Jared Golf having to beat his mm-hmm. demons. Literally, the guy who yeah. they. They they invested in you, number one pick, and then flip you for this guy, win the Super Bowl immediately. Uh, must have felt good. The, uh, the locker room speech was awesome. I did not see Dan that. Campbell. He gave out the first game ball to uh, Brad Holmes, the GM, and gave like this huge speech about how they're always on the same page and like everything we did, we, we did right, and, and it led us here. Which, by the way, they've won one playoff game. They're like, a bit much. But it's basically but- the Lions Super Bowl. Come on. Yeah, right. That's Come right. on. But then the second game ball, he was just like, you're, uh, you're good enough for Detroit, Jared Goff, and threw the football. It was a pretty cool That's wholesome. Pretty cool moment. That's wholesome. Yeah, it was wholesome. It made my heart happy. And that's why, that's why no one's going to talk about the P.I. that they missed on the Rams on that last drive. No. No one's going to talk about that. The, <laughs> that, that was great. No, and that was like, I was just thinking about ah, this is like all right. They they let him they let him get away with a couple Bengals <laughs> or the Bengals. Remember the Bengals in the Super Bowl? There's a couple holding calls that they let him get away with. It's just yeah. like all right. This is like this. Is, all right. You guys got the Super Bowl. We're giving Detroit this one. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll even it out. All the score, but that was pretty bad. That was a pretty bad PI. Yeah. <laughs> it's always the Rams, isn't it? Where it's I mean, not maybe always, but they these just have playoff to be involved. Games, yeah, in these playoff Somehow. games, they always have to be involved in some shitty call. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But yeah, who cares? I was, I honestly was, I was very happy for Detroit. It, it made me happy to watch. Yeah, I, what I don't it, know. the only thing that concerns me going forward is worried about the Bucks. Against them? Are you worried about the Bucks? I'm yes. not worried about the Bucks. No. I don't, and it's not even anything to do with how the Bucks looked last week. They played against a college football team. But I don't know. I just, it's just, it's still too good to be true for the Lions. Like they're going to play in an NFC championship. I don't know. But it's also like Baker Mayfield is going to play in an NFC championship. So it really is like the underdog story of, of the century, maybe. Honestly, I mean, and- you get waxed in San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, honestly, whoever the winner is of any of these are, I'm. I hope the Packers give him a give him a fight so we can see someone. Hopefully, I, I honestly think they will. I don't Packers give him a fight. It's gonna look unbeatable. Okay. Yeah. Although Shanahan has owned the Packers, hasn't he? 
Maybe it's just that one play. No, it was two. They beat him in the NFC Championship, and then they beat him in Green Bay. Here they played the Rams in the NFC Championship. Yeah, they. The Shanahan's beat LaFleur at least twice in the playoffs. I don't know about the regular season. Yeah, just twice in the playoffs. But I can't Green Bay because of that. You know what I hate? Beginning of the season, I was like, three teams that were in the playoffs all these years, and we've all been talking about them for all these years, are going to be terrible this year. The Packers, the Bucks, and the Rams. Here they are. <laughs> Here they are. All with, world. Yeah, I know. Rams with half their roster are completely I mean, the different. The like, Bucks the got a different quarterback. That was a Brady, like, this isn't the same Bucks team. No, I agree, and it's not the same Packers it's not team like either. They were a perennial playoff team, either. right? But the Packers, like, Packers have been in the playoffs for the last twenty-five years. Bucks have been in it for like four or five. Yeah, I, I meant Rams too. I, I guess I kind of meant just like based off the past handful of years, um, and I, and specifically yeah. that I called out all these teams with I bet all of them yeah. on the worst record, all three of them. <laughs> so. That's 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 fun. That's fun. Uh, it's coaching, it's good coaching. It is good coaching. That's what it is. I deserve a lot of credit. Todd Bowles hasn't gotten any credit this year. No, not a lick of credit. Don't you throw him a bone at least? Sure, they win nine. Division sucked. Yeah, they win nine and eight. It's great. They won a playoff game against a college football team. I don't think everyone's picking against them against the, uh, the Lions on Sunday. You see, a reporter asked Todd Bowles. Uh, how they're gonna deal with the weather in Detroit? <laughs> <laughs> they play in a dome. Like, uh, how do these clowns get jobs? <laughs> We're sitting. I mean, the here. walk from the bus into the stadium is gonna be pretty chilly, I guess. Yeah, I hope Jared Goff doesn't get lose all of his feel in his hands. Um, all right, this one we can go by quick. This was a no game. I I was sad that there was no snow <laughs> in this. The snow was fun. Well, the throwing the snow. Yes. The throwing the snow was like fun. the geysers. Like, I thought we were going to see some Shady McCoy type snow. So I bet everything yeah. based off that. And um, that's not what we got. They covered, though. I got the cover. I didn't hit the under. I, this, this was a game for like a minute. Like the Steelers were lingering. Well, here's the thing. The Steelers kept freaking screwing themselves. They, the, the pick in the end zone was uh, like a 10-point mm. swing or 7-point swing at least. Um, they couldn't get... The fumble that then... That made it, no sense to me. Well, not that yeah. fumble. The other fumble. The fumble that like the, the Steelers' like, offensive player hit, it hit his helmet as it bounced while he was in the, when he was out of bounds. Remember that? Uh, yeah, and it bounced out of bounds, and I think the I think how it happened is the offensive player was out of bounds and it touched his helmet, so technically the ball is out of bounds. <clears throat> but like I couldn't really tell where it touched his helmet, so I don't know. I thought that was weird, but they even tried to give him that, and they they couldn't give him that. And you're right, the fumble goes immediately to a touchdown. Um, the Josh Allen fake slide for a touchdown. I think that was like people were blowing that out of proportion. I don't think he fl- flakes. Yeah. Like it wasn't like he was Kenny Pickett where he had one leg on the ground. 
it's funny because it's against the same team. Yeah, that is pretty funny. Did you know that the Steelers haven't won a playoff game since 2016? Yeah, I, I've been seeing all this stuff. I heard that this morning. And like, that's pretty shocking because I have always complained about the Steelers fans that complain about Tomlin. It's like, no, 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 no. You have it. Screw no, I, I. They what? haven't had a good quarterback since 2016. It, the t- fact that Tomlin is nine and eight in all these games, it's not like. That's, yeah, that's true. I hate all these people that are like, "Oh, would you take nine and eight and no playoff win every year?" It's like, yeah, because they're ten point underdogs every year in the playoffs. Their their teams are terrible. <laughs> like the fact that the the fact that like Pete, Tomlin is not an underrated coach. I'm so sick of people trying to say that he's underrated coach or overrated coach because we overrated. Yeah, yeah, he. He carries these teams with, like, he had Mason Rudolph starting in a playoff game. He yeah, had that's... four years of terrible Big Ben. Maybe is five. it on him to get a new quarterback, or did it, I don't know what their front office structure is. Like. Yeah, I don't know how that is. Like, does he have personnel control? I, I can't claim for that. All I know is the quarterbacks that he's been presented with, or maybe he's chosen himself, have been terrible. And I think Kenny Pickett's done. Yeah, you said it last time that he's getting shadow benched. He is. He is getting shadow benched. He's not injured, bro. We saw Trevor Lawrence play five weeks on a broken ankle. <laughs> he's definitely fine. <laughs> uh, it looks like they do have a general manager. This guy, Omar Khan. Oh, go get a quarterback, Omar. Yeah, Omar needs to go figure that one out. Seriously. Like, what if they sign Kirk Cousins or something? That's what I'm saying. They could get Kirk Cousins. Just something. That team could win with Kirk Cousins. Oh, yeah. They already have fire. Mute. I mean, Pickens is a head case, but he also has never had a quarterback. Um, that would be the funniest relationship ever. Pickens and Pickens Kirk Cousins. Cousins. That, would, that would be like a, that, that should need its own Netflix show. Every conversation should be filmed. <laughs> I mean, they they always have weapons. They always have running backs. They always have a, like, I mean, I guess the past couple of years they haven't had a good offensive line, but they've always had a decent enough offensive line. And their defense is always solid. Um, but they're never competitive in any of these playoff games, and it's because they need a quarterback. I know. I would have been interested to see them go up against the Ravens. They beat them twice this year. And I know the last time was... Because it was... It would have been interesting because I think Ravens fans would have been terrified. It would have been fun. It definitely would have been fun. Uh, on the Bills side, they were able to keep a consistent running game with James Cook. Uh, even Ty Johnson was was pretty high. Uh, Josh Allen only scrambled yeah, when he needed to. Guys. Yeah, Ty Johnson. Um, I almost bet his over and it hit. Should have done it. Um, I didn't even know he was in Buffalo. Oh yeah, he's out there a couple times. Randomly. Completely frank. Diggs. I uh I watched a hype video about the Bills two days ago. I gotta say, I'm all in. I think they might win the Super Bowl this year. They keep losing players. On it's one of those videos where like they have Nick Wright at the start. Oh, if Nick Wright starts There's your video, yeah, yeah. If you, if Nick Wright starts your hype video, <laughs> you know it's good. You know it's good if Nick. And it's like the only way is if they win five games in a row, and then it like every single win. I was like, this guy fired me up. But then I think about the games. It's like they didn't. They only won like one of them convincingly. 
No, and they have like but they, if they can run the football, like that's been the bugaboo this whole time. Yeah, they can if, run the football. I agree. If they run the football oh, and they can keep it going, connected. and this is gonna be big for Buffalo. Um, what concerns me is Diggs. I know we. I mean, like he didn't need a big game, but he didn't have a big game. Um, can they get him going in the playoffs? All right, I'm telling you, at some point, he's gonna have a game. I mean, he's due. He's due. My words. He's due. He's far due. Been so, saving his energy. Saving his energy. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, Josh Allen didn't make a stupid mistake. So as long as he doesn't do that in the playoffs, that should help too. Yeah. You almost need Josh Allen to be like a little less Josh Allen in the playoffs. A thousand percent. Be like a little more chill. Yeah, just relax the guy. Just relax. <laughs> you, every play doesn't have to be. Crazy miracle throw. Yeah, it's not gonna be. Like, it's not gonna be a touchdown every time. That's just chunk plays. Yeah. All right, final game. The biggest implosion <laughs> since when? Just the whole season. The whole season long. They started ten and one, ended yeah. eleven and six. So I saw that they were being compared to the Steelers team that went started eleven and zero. Yeah, I, I think it was during the COVID year. Yeah, I remember that. They, they completely tanked. And you know who stopped their, their season just like every other? It's, it's always one team that stops this undefeated run, and it's somehow the Washington Commanders. It's the Washington football team at that point. Now, yeah, at that point it was the football team. I was in the middle of their, their epic division run. Yeah, when they won the they division at 8. rushed everybody. 8-8, eight and eight, right? 7-9. and 7-9. Yeah. That was the... <laughs> Nate Sudfeld yep. travesty that the Jack. The yes, Giants that was won. when they yeah. benched. Uh, was it Hurts? It was Hurts. Yeah, they benched him for Nate Peterson wanted to get a look at him, and then they fired Peterson. <laughs> yeah, that was a weird year. This is one of the worst. Yeah, so they lost. It's one of the they worst games. Four of their last five, and then they, the playoffs. I also lost the Browns. Yeah, they lost yeah. to Baker. We got I found twenty eight nothing in the first quarter. So actually, yeah, this is actually pretty similar. This Eagles team is garbage. Garbage. <laughs> they couldn't do anything right all game. Not a single yeah. thing. They couldn't tackle. They couldn't catch the ball. They couldn't. They didn't have a creative offensive play once. Uh, the tush push didn't even work. Yeah, when that happened, I was like, I think they're done. That was like the one thing the whole year. Also, like, they. Well, anytime we need a yard, we got it, and then perfect. Like get that penalty, move it up. Oh, it's a free two points. Uh. I will say though, Jalen Hurts' neck got like ripped off on that failed tush push. Yeah, it's, it's hard to watch. Yeah. I think they're gonna ban it. I mean, I'd guess. I would hope. I, uh, I would hope not. I think teams, uh, but we'll we'll discuss it if that ever happens. Um, they like Roethlisberger the, threw four picks in that playoff game, by the way, <laughs> and lost. Not that it matters, but that was fun. That is funny. 
like when you look, Hurts didn't even play that bad, but he didn't. He didn't offer to have it. Like he had one pass down the field, and it was Devontae Smith. Yeah. To get to that one yard line, or basically close to it, whatever the hell that was, and every other play was a screen pass. <laughs> it was like five wide. Why really are we doing five is, wide? So we wide. have a great running back. Nah, let's just do a screen pass somewhere. It's like third and two. We're gonna do a five wide screen pass. It's like QB draws oh, right the there. Third and two stuff drives me nuts. The third and two was insane. We're just push push twice on third and two. It was nuts that they. Uh, honestly, I had no game plan. And as much as they, what they're did they not, do all week, I I really had no clue. Like what when they, they watch film, week. like what are they looking for? I think they're looking for how they're like watching the defense. They're like, how okay, good this Jalen will work looks. against this defense. They're like, mm, Jalen Hurts looks good in that play. If we get Devontae Smith one on one with this corner. We can throw a screen. We can throw a screen with uh, to Quiz Watkins. <laughs> Yeah, if it doesn't work, we'll we'll flip a screen to Goddard. I don't know what their issue is. Their issue is that I, I, I mean, oh, and like, let's not get this twisted. Uh, this was the best roster in the NFL, the best. We were talking about them that they're gonna like. No, Forty Niners. Before the year, before the year, when we were talking about it, we were talking yeah, about okay. this team like it was. The 2016 Warriors. You couldn't, you couldn't argue them outside of the top three. No, no, yeah. no. And uh, I mean, all their cornerbacks are old. That's why, and none of them wanted to tackle. James Bradbury got benched in the first quarter. They they were so bad they had to bring him back in. <laughs> it's like they call that the Forbes. The Forbes. Actually, Sam Howell would be the, the guy. Yeah, Forbes. yeah. You bench him, and then they're like, "All right, everybody's hurt, so you're you're back in corner number one against Forty Niners this week, buddy." <laughs> Look, and the the Bucks were able to do everything when they, when they wanted to throw, they were able to throw. When they were one to run, they were able to run. The, the thing that pissed me off is I had like eight first down touchdown bets or first touchdown bets, and one of them was the Kate Otten would have gotten me seven bucks immediately. Off a fifty cent bet, uh, that was a he got tackled in the end zone, and nobody wanted to call that. Um, and then the next play, Mike Evans drops. Uh, yeah, I know. But next play, Mike Evans drops a wide open touchdown that would have gotten me like four dollars. Yeah, tough. Um, but other than that, they were able to do whatever they wanted. Uh, they don't rely on Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, which is. Exactly how they should be. And, I mean, Baker, when Baker has played on four teams in the past two years, and he's now won a playoff game. Yeah. Yeah, good for him. You just got to give, like, you just got to give your confidence behind this guy. Like, the Browns never had confidence in him. Mm. The Panthers surely had no confidence in him. When they did, they made the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. And the whole Odell thing. Yeah, it was always Baker's fault. Baker's fault, Baker's fault. And he's won more playoff games than the Browns have. And their one playoff game that they've won is because of Baker Mayfield. He also has the same amount of playoff wins as Dak Prescott. It's time to have a conversation. 
I was gonna do, I was gonna do the tough pill to swallow. <laughs> the and anyone in the league could have gotten this like guy. Our, anyone in the league. Yeah. Either of our dumb teams could have had this guy. I don't think much changes. But... That's fair. I will say the Bucks' offensive line is pretty pretty fire. They 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 really have built that up well because they built this team for Tom he's, Brady. Yeah, he's like benefiting from Brady. <laughs> yeah, he built this team for Brady, and he's then like, all I'm this... not coming here unless these dudes are studs. Yeah, and then they had a stud team, and they put in Baker. I just thought Baker would be so bad that yeah. they wouldn't be able to move the ball at all. But he's been fantastic. I thought the whole team was old, getting old too, and then you forget that like Mike Evans, like guy's not slowing down. The old thing I always. Like, now, not always. I always take into account the old thing, but, like, all right, great. He's 32 instead of 31. Like, come on. As long as he's not your number one corner, I think it's all right. Also, you can't, like, convince me that Kate Otten is just Cameron Brait renamed. Like, I always get so confused when they say Otten because, like, that's Cam Brait. You're right. No, it's Robert Gronkowski. What do you mean? Switch, <laughs> switch the number one. Uh, I don't, I don't, this guy, I remember him last year, like just being around, but I mean, he had a fantastic playoff game and it could just be like, I don't remember. I don't know what his stats look like all season, but this fantastic, this was a fantastic playoff game for him. He could have had a touchdown. Picked him up once in fantasy. He sucked. Sounds like He's every tight end in fantasy. Up. Yeah. He sounds like, yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, let's, I mean, we had a Friday pod to talk about it all next round. So you want to go to basketball? Yep. Well, let's repack the wise picks that didn't hit and who did hit. Um, I had Buffalo minus nine, which hit. And I had over on the Eagles, Tampa Bay, which did not hit by one. Dude, that freaking Eagles oh. field goal. Screwed me in so many different bets. Screwed me on a parlay because I needed this kicker to get two kicks. And then I had uh, the stupid over. And if they didn't, if they just let that field goal go, the over's hit. Yeah. Into gambling. Uh, I had a terrible weekend. <laughs> gambling wise. <laughs> I ended uh, up breaking even. I just went so heavy on the Dolphins. I hit one Tyreek bet. That kind of saved me, and then I hit the under on Sunday night. The under on Sunday night was a lock. Yeah, it was scary though. I was. Like, oh yeah, no, it was a nerve. Game. Yeah, it was a nerve wracking. It was gonna be like forty-five to thirty-eight. All right, uh, and then I hit the Packers as well. So plus seven. Yes. So we had what two for we went two for six. Three for six. I was two and one. All right, nice. Three for six is terrible. That's okay. We'll be better next week. We'll, we'll have combined picks. We'll be better. Yeah, um, that's right. That'll be picked. Let me pick. All now nah, we'll get out of here. All those picks <laughs> will be taken on Friday at five p.m. Happy hour. Yep. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have a have something. I don't know what I'm gonna have, but I want to make something. Happy hour. Maybe that'll help our picks. Um. <laughs> so that all that stuff, all divisional round stuff, will be done on Friday. 
we have some NBA to talk about. We haven't talked about the NBA in a long time. Um, at least not in detail. And the Raptors have made two moves since, and I guess we kind of talked about our the, the Knicks one, right? But today, yeah, I think we today they traded Pascal Siakam, long-awaited trade. It seemed like they were going to trade him for past two years. Uh, they trade him for Bruce Brown, Jordan Nuara, Kyron Lewis, and two first-round picks from. Pacers, who then got Pascal Siakam and a second round pick. Really, the the highlight of this is, I mean, I guess Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown was playing pretty well. He was on the championship Nuggets team for everyone at home. Um, and I then the first two, the the three first round picks are the the big the big draw here. Mm-hmm. And I I when you look at other stars, stars, Pascal Siakam is, but. Three picks isn't that bad. And you have Tyrese Halliburton. You had some pieces where you knew you weren't going to be in the top, hopefully, 14. Uh, they, like, they think they're going to make the playoffs. They, they think that this is their timetable. Um, and they wanted to accelerate it a little bit. Siakam averaging 22 points and, like, seven rebounds a game. But I, is, is he a star? Is this what they really needed to propel themselves forward? I think so because I think Halliburton is on his way to becoming a, like a real, not a star, but a superstar. Mm-hmm. In this league, um, and because of that, I don't think you need a second superstar. Like the Nuggets don't have that; they have Jokic, and then they have Murray, who's an All Star, and Porter, who's an excellent player. They don't have another like. There's no LeBron, D Wade. Durant, mm-hmm. like <clears throat> you don't need that in the NBA anymore necessarily. Um, what the Nuggets showed last year is it's more about building a team that plays complementary basketball. And I think if it works, like well, obviously if it if it works, then they achieve their goal. But like. If it works, it's because they added a guy who's going to compliment Halliburton and is going to play alongside him well. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean. And the only thing that concerns me with this team would be now the three-point shooting. You have Miles Turner out there, which I guess they're going to have Miles Turner and Pascal Siakam out there at the same time with Buddy Heald, Tyrese Halliburton, Mm -hmm. and probably Matherin. And Matherin doesn't shoot threes. But he heals threes. Your boy. Do you like Neesmith? He shoots threes. Um, he does. That's all he does. It's, yeah, that's true. Um, so I guess Neesmith is shooting 46% from three. It's electric. That's crazy. But, that's insane. like, does this, is two, having two bigs that don't shoot a lot of threes, is that, is that what we want in, for this team? This fast paced team that, like to get the ball out a lot. Um, I don't know. I want to see how it is. I hope he runs with, like, I hope he's he goes into the flow as you were saying and build that complimentary basketball because this Pacers team was a lot of fun. They have a good coach, uh, the coach Rick Carlisle, um, who's a Dallas coach for a long time, and clearly saw something in Pascal. So 
if they're the team to do it and bite the bullet and finally push the pieces to move on from Pascal, I think that they are gonna have like they're clearly gonna have a plan for him. So I'm gonna have I'm gonna have some faith in a in a in a franchise that has been doing it the right way for a couple years now. So I think like this is kind of like a it's like a mini Rudy Gobert trade, right? It's like you have Anthony Edwards, you had a cat. Yeah, but we hated that trade. Yeah, no, we did hate that trade because they still gave up way too much. They gave up five first round picks and three well, good players. That, but like the fit of like you trade for a center when your best player is a center. Yeah, that is true. Um, but it, it worked is, out for them. You're saying you're worried about the three point shooting. I guess it worked out for now. Yeah, yeah. I guess we do. We look dumb for now. Yeah, for now. We'll see. But you're worried about the three-point shooting. I think the way that you look at this from a front office perspective is let's take what we have as a surplus, which is shooting and scoring, and let's address a weakness, which is defense. And Siakam gives them a reliable defender down low who has length and can stretch. It's a great point. And can probably like, basically can guard any position, mm-hmm. and that's that's what I'm talking about with like complementary play. Like they don't need him to be a running gun guy. Like they need him at the rim, be able to stretch out, guard small and big fours. So I think it's a smart move, and you're right. Like it's three first round picks, and like you're already pretty young. Right, like you're not. They don't need. Yeah, they're not looking for a bunch of young pieces. You don't want a rookie to develop. Yeah, I agree. You don't have three years to wait on a guy that you're going to draft in the top ten. You're not even going to be in the top ten. So I think it makes sense. Um, I think especially giving them like this half of the season and playoffs together, and then you go into next year. I'm assuming they're going to resign him. Yeah, like they have to. Yeah, you do this move to resign him. I think having that under your belt going into next year is a big deal. So I don't, I think it's a win win because Toronto wasn't really going anywhere. You got good value for him. Um, got like a decent player back who's, you know, Bruce Brown, solid. Another trade right. piece too. He's got also three like, years on his deal. Yeah, that's right. It also, it kind of helps the Pacers getting rid of that contract. Like that was a, that was a shitty contract. Yeah, that was a pretty bad contract. I don't know what they were doing. <laughs> did not deserve. That was like the NBA finals. Yeah, it was the finals uh, tax. So, yeah. I mean, now they, they have, they have like, the, the thing that I like about this trade for the Raptors and the previous trade for the Raptors is that now they're actually, like, a little bit interesting. Like, we saw this old mm-hmm. Raptors team play out, like, for four years. We knew they were terrible. So now they have... It was literally just the shell of the finals team. Yeah, and they played for like four years together. Four it didn't years. make a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, finally, like Van Vliet moved on. Now Siakam's gone. Now it's a new group. Anobi gone. Or yeah, RJ, it, man. They thrown into this mess. RJ Barrett. No, this is gives. He's yes. from Canada. Gives him a chance to be a star with Scotty. That's true. He is Canadian. That's true. <laughs> the what are the odds that? The Canadian NBA player ends up on the one Canadian. They got to get Wiggins. Straight for Wiggins now. <laughs> Let's get the whole Canadian team together. 
Celtics I, give him back. I OJ's... can't imagine R.J. Barrett and Andrew Wiggins being a good company. No, especially with Scotty Barnes, too. That's like three players that are exactly the same. <laughs> Scotty Barnes is getting a superstar in this league. What was the quote? The yeah, coach the, the coach. Yeah, that was hilarious. Be like, he is going to be the face of the league one day. And this is how <laughs> the face of the league. <laughs> Who was it? Also, this is a tangent, but somebody said that he shouldn't have given that or that it made it worse that you had an accent. <laughs> I think it was um, it was Evan Turner. Evan He's Turner. like, you're really gonna let the coach with an accent give that rant? I was like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? They're supposed to tell him, ah, oh, you can't talk, man. You got an accent. Sorry, pal. Yeah, be saying that. Honestly, Evan Turner. I love Evan. There's like a couple <laughs> NBA guys that are like completely washed, like Evan Turner, and I mean, Perk's always Perk, but uh, there's a couple other ones on Twitter that I can't name off the top of my head right now that are always like chime in on these. It's like, dude, you're a hero. Oh, yeah. out of here. You've been out of the league for, for years now. Yeah. What are we doing here? But I do I'm think it was time to move on for the uh, now he's just become like actual podcast guy. Who? Matt Barnes. That's the podcast with um Stephen Jackson. Oh, okay. Yeah, with all the tattoos. Oh. Actually, I have no idea who that is. Oh, him? I didn't even know he was a basketball player. He's a podcast. <laughs> yeah, see? Exactly. <laughs> That's point made there. <laughs> All right. Um, I mean, and on the Raptor side, I think you're just, you're just rooting to have some fun at this point. See what we have with RJ. See what you have with Scotty. Yeah. We we need. I don't know what Grady Dick's stat line has been looking like, but he needs to get some minutes if he hasn't played. Yeah. Oh, he. I, the first thing that comes up is G League stats. So. So he doesn't play very much. Yeah, he's averaging three points on twenty eight percent shooting, twelve minutes a game. Terrible. Not great. No, that's bad. Not great. But he had that Halloween costume. He did have that sweet Halloween costume, and he did have the Ruby Rose dress at a or not dress, but uh jacket at the draft before we move on to college corners the perfect transition another storyline that is popping up around the nba is the emergence of gg jackson we're back baby oh i've we're seen that so back gg jackson has so the grizzlies are completely injured they are torn apart they have like no one on their team anymore and you know who this gives right it's like the bat signal <laughs> the gg signal is out out and about he has been playing the past two nights uh, or past two games sorry he's played 25 plus minutes 27 and 29 respectively off 20 points and 23 points what's more impressive is he shot six for nine from field and five from eight against the warriors it's pretty damn good numbers um six rebounds in each of those games been in him no, it, yes, I agree. This is that's what I wanted to point out. This has always been in him. This is what I was preaching to the choir when it was draft hashtag draft GG season. Um, they the this is actually a perfect scenario for him because he wasn't supposed to play. He's supposed to spend pretty much the whole year in the G League. Um, now he's getting some minutes where it doesn't matter. Like it's like go just go play basketball. Like we're trying to win these games, of course, but they know they're not mm-hmm. going to 
school. Like they're not, they're not in any, they're not it's any like Baker Mayfield. Yeah, exactly. It'll be Gigi Jackson. Yeah. And you know, he's still emotional. It's very funny. He was crying on TNT, crying <laughs> after TNT, very emotional fella. But, um, finally getting some recognition. He was the number stop one. Stop with the crying on TV. It does need to stop with the crying. He's I'm just, sorry. he's sorry. 19. <laughs> he's 19 years old. I know. Uh, and he's three years younger than me. I know it's nuts. It's nuts. Um, but it does look like Memphis is able to get uh, not. I'm not going to call him a star or anything, but it's a promising prospect that was the the number one kid out of high school. So I just think in future drafts, like if there's a number one kid out of high school, maybe take him at the end of the first. Yeah. Right? Like why not? What are you going to take this Serbian kid that? Played really yeah. well a couple times, like, and I mean Jokic. That's yeah. Maybe I shouldn't have picked Serbia. <laughs> um, Latvia. There you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, this is it's a great story for him, and I hope, I hope he keeps, I hope he keeps killing it. Apparently, yeah, I do too. Apparently, I don't know if this is true or not. But it seems like I've seen it multiple times. It seems like it's true. Apparently, he told Steph Curry either during or after the game because this breakout, like the second breakout game, I guess, was against the Warriors live on TNT. And uh, he told him he's like, "You kicked me out of a, he he you kicked me out of a training camp once." Like basically, like get wrecked. Like I just sick <laughs> kids whooped your team. <laughs> well, he's probably being a dickhead at training camp. He's probably pouting probably was pouting i remember when he when he was uh to be a recruit for south carolina he was always in the the cp aau teams so maybe he got to see his boy his boy chris paul after the game uh he's injured though so I don't know. yeah he is injured. all right oh good for Gigi. yeah are we not gonna talk about the bigger trade that went down <laughs> i almost forgot the league changing trade um <laughs> Marvin Bagley and two second round picks and Isaiah Livers. You fleeced. Or Gallinari. They did, but honestly. I don't know how they got two picks for Gallinari and Miscala. They're on expiring deals. Yeah, that or, or a former second round. Form. Talk about former draft hype. He was his number two pick. Yeah, Bagley. Number two pick. I mean, this guy, yeah. you're I mean, I don't know. They they then I will say, before we like joke about the Wizards being good, they did just lose to the Pistons right after this trade. <laughs> On MOK Day. Without Kate Cunningham playing or Bogdan Vajonovic, which are their best two players. <laughs> They're an embarrassment of a franchise. Yeah, it's I read an article about how bad the NBA is, like the how bad the bad teams are this year. The Wizards, the Pistons, the Spurs, Hornets, the Blazers. Big five. And it's like unbelievably bad. They're all so terrible. They were the, the year where the Sixers like peak trust the process when they were tanking, they were losing by less than these teams. And then they were like, the Pistons thought that they were taking a step forward this year. They won four games. I know, just like switch up the it's ro- a great article. Switch up like the yeah, locker room and stuff. Like, why are you even doing this trade? You're just giving up Marvin Bagley. And it was Bagley. some. Like, it was some reason for 
face. I didn't read. I started to read it, and I was like, I really don't care. That's the other thing. It's like, it really doesn't matter. <laughs> it's really not that important. No, it could not matter less. I love the... Like, I love, like the Wizards will be competitive for five years. I love the... That's the, the type of rebuild that we signed up. The thank you... Which is okay. The thank you Gallinari and Mike Muscula post on Instagram. <laughs> I'm glad Muscala's gone. I hated seeing his bum ass in the game. Oh, he was bad on the Celtics, he too. He was bad on the Celtics last year as well. Um, <laughs> Pistons make a sidestep trade with the Wizards. Add Gallinari and sidestep. I think it was a freeze. The fact that they got draft picks out of those guys is shocking. Oh, sidestep is a, that's a compliment compared to what it actually is. Yes. I think it's a fleece too, even though there's two more shots that you have to get Jokic. Yeah, those are yeah. and well no they and... have one. Just Tristan Vucevic. And it overseas right now. It's been balling. I'm gonna over soon. Uh no. <laughs> I don't know like what the standards are for balling over there. Like I don't know how much he's expected to score. He did have a big game the other night. You I know, saw. through all their woes. The Washington Wizards have yet to change up their starting lineup at all. Oh, I know. It's so ridiculous. Not a <laughs> single switch. It's like, I think Wes Onsell is just like, eh, like, whatever. He knows he's getting fired anyways. He's not going to have this job. Talk about what do they, <laughs> like, what do they, they might get another year just because we don't care. Talk about what care, do they do like, in, in practice. Like, what the hell do they do? Do they just watch Jordan Poole dribble all practice? <laughs> Kuzma takes TikToks in the corner. What do they practice? Uh, they're they're they all deserve each other. Like they're all so perfect. They're one big happy like, no family. No one's gonna get mad at Jordan Poole for dribbling. No one's gonna get mad at Kuzma for taking like ridiculous fadeaways from the elbow when there's like three guys open. The only guy I feel bad for is Bilal. Yeah, Bilal's getting. I mean, and, and the fact that you feel bad for me is like eight points a game, and he's the best player. He's like the star. Oh, he's having a great year. <laughs> I watch when I watch games. I just watch it. Like when he goes out, I just flip the channel. Like I really don't care. None of these guys are here. Well, what years. are you gonna watch? Denny minutes? Like what the? F <laughs> like what the hell? Well, the Wizards Twitter loves Denny, and I don't get it. He's had like a marginally better year this year. Is he still averaging like, eleven seven and two? I'm happy for him. He's averaging twelve six and four. Oh, he's he's switching it up a little bit. <laughs> That's up. what I'm saying. It's like you would think that he had like a Siakam like ascension to an All Star, but no, he's averaging three more points and one more assist. They might have the worst body language of the the whole NBA too. They like just don't care. I don't care about anything. And like when I was at the game, it's like the fans don't care. Kuzma and Poole are the worst possible people. I don't know. That's I was, that was another article that I read about the game against the Pistons, and it was like there were fifteen thousand people at this basketball game. We ran up, we went around and asked, "Why are you here?" And at the end of it, he was just like, "There weren't like any booze or anything, not really any cheering either. Like we're just there to see basketball." Our guy Big Bake was there. Well, fair enough. Be the same way. Oh yeah, he didn't I would care. cheer at the end of the game, I guess. But I'm not gonna like boo for a bad call. This team, how could you possibly care? There will be a point where I care. I'm like, I'm openly a front runner. 
and but like there's not there there is one thing to to care and think you know there's there's gonna be a plan like you know if you're the if you're the I guess I mean why do you care if you're the best player? I don't know with basketball it's different because you watch these guys play and you they're so it's so personable in basketball because there's no pads or anything mm-hmm. and like you see all their facial reactions mm-hmm. and every reaction is on the court so you see everything and. When you have a yeah, bad basketball team, way. when you have a bad basketball team that no one cares about, like you just see it on their faces. It's like I understand <laughs> it. Like I get why people don't. I, I like. Well, that's why Bilal is so fun to watch because he's the only one that like has energy. Yeah, he still has he's like, like oh, the. Oh, uh, I think he might be playing for something. The useful. What is that? Hope. Um, yeah, hope. That's what it is. Youthful hope. <laughs> that maybe something will come of this. Youthful team. exuberance. exuberance. Um. All right. Rest like the top of the East and everything. We'll cover uh when we'll cover all the All Star stuff and everything that happens with the trade deadline. But there's still football to be had, so there's no no point in talking in deep in the NBA like this. Um. I will say the Spurs keep getting thrown in my face to watch, and they're also terrible. They're so bad. They're so bad. At least they have Wemby to watch. To watch yeah, yeah. That's another team where it's like you literally just key on him the whole game. Oh yeah, you, you don't just watch, you don't watch like, anyone else. How many times so Chandra drives to the basket and can't find? <laughs> Which would drive me insane. What is this person? Right before we move on, um, I had just had it pulled up. Gigi Jackson was born in two thousand four. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, All right. That's- about tough pills to swallow yeah yeah all right it's tough speaking of gamecock basketball they faced georgia last night i previewed it i guess i mentioned it at the top of the pod it was a nine o'clock game uh i went i got there at 6 45 i was the second person in line or at least my group of people were the second people um, it really didn't get filled until probably, I mean, like we would have missed out on our spots, probably like seven ten, maybe seven fifteen. So I was, I thought that was worth it. Uh, it was cold. It was cold as hell though. Um, sitting out there, they give us, you know, they walk in. It was, I, I think people wanted the quarter zip t-shirts or something, but it, it was a mad dash. Getting mm-hmm. in. If you, if you give away t-shirts, people will show up. People and people will like fight other people to get in the like it was like oh yeah pe- people were like jumping it brings over, out the worst people were jumping over like the metal detectors and just like trying to get in like get this kid to get stand <laughs> and shit and uh, but anyways I got I, you know I get my seats calm down a second got the t shirt everything Georgia players are freaking mean mugging us talking smack on the side um players were mean fucking yeah like just get like i don't know there's this guy blue cane uh look him up blue cane c-a-i-n blue cane blue like the color it's a shitty name um and then rj meldendez yeah blue cane is he looks like goldilocks uh he hit two dagger threes wait melendez he went to illinois i hate 
Wait, what's his name? RJ. RJ. Yeah, he went to Illinois. Look him um, up. Second picture. Yes. That dude's a turd. Yeah, I remember him. I probably called him ugly too. Oh, he. I mean, and in in the warm up, uh, number one, two was this shit. Jabir Abdul Rahim. He sucked. Uh, all these guys were classless individuals. Um, and they all sucked in in pregame. Come in, they have fifty four on the team. His name's Russell Tachua. He looks like he should play tight end for Georgia. He should not be playing uh, center. And he played like he should be playing tight end too. He was like more like playing like he was running back. It's like no ball skills. <laughs> uh, they traveled more than any team I've ever seen, and they called it fifty percent of the time. Uh, the refs were terrible. Uh, the Gamecocks also couldn't hit free throws. We win this game. They missed, uh, they missed 47% free throws. So if they missed, that's tough. Like we had the same amount of free throws taken both teams. We beat them in three pointers. Uh, we had the same amount of field goals, but we made 17 of them. They made 25. And that was literally the game. That was it. Um, but the, it, like what sucked is the last four minutes of the game, Georgia re- – I mean, and it was kind of the whole game. Georgia realized that these refs were terrible and were – like I, I can't even describe it. Like there was a ball that hit off a guy's face, went out of bounds, and they called it uh, Georgia ball. It was a, there was a ball that uh, – I, I I'm not going to get through all of it, but it was egregious. It was terrible. These old men, uh, we were giving them, we were giving them all sorts of hell. They, uh, it was just a bad loss. It's hard to beat the refs and Georgia. That's what it seemed like, and it, it seemed like it kept deflating the the atmosphere of the game. You know, the atmosphere gets everyone gets wild up, and then there's another five minute review. There's another three minute review. There's another mm-hmm. five field goal or um, five free throws in a row. Like there was. It seemed like towards the end of the game, like the last four minutes, there was nothing but free throws over and over and over again. Um, so it was painful. Yeah, this game sucked. Yeah, it was hard to watch. It was very annoying. Um, what sucked too is it started at nine, so all these fouls and free throws. It was eleven thirty by the end of the game. That was late. <laughs> so, uh, but I thought I thought the team uh, I thought the team fought through some adversity. I thought they played well. Um, I don't. I'm not giving up on this team. I think the SEC's tough, and they got no, they got you're, a. You're in too deep for them. No, yeah, and they got a they got a, a road win against Missouri, so they got they got their lick back. Georgia got them at home, so it's time to time to take it to Arkansas on Saturday. Was this a game that you're supposed to win, like by a lot? We were supposed to win by seven. Or- I thought that line was too too high, which clearly I was correct about. Yeah, that's not too egregious. No, it wasn't too bad. Uh, and then next up, next Tuesday, we'll have to have another Wednesday pod. Kentucky's coming to town, number eight. Oh, boy. Yeah. That's going to be... Oh, boy. That's going to be nuts. That is going to be nuts. But that's just the SEC gauntlet, man. None of these games are easy. There's literally right. not one. Vanderbilt's the easiest game. They're always scrappy. Vanderbilt. 
What bothers me that they don't cheat though. They don't cheat. No, they don't cheat. That's why they're so scrappy. They don't cheat. The thing that pisses me off about this Gamecock schedule, Tennessee comes to town right in the middle of our spring break. Literally the middle day. And that's the last home game. That was like Purdue for us. It's the last home game too. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, it's tragic. But that's something we'll cross the bridge when we get there. How's Maryland doing? Are they back? Are they still back? You've seen you've seen the tweets. So tonight <laughs> we have Northwestern in an hour and a half, which again nine o'clock. Like I'm not even going to the game, and nine o'clock sucks because I have to get up for work tomorrow. Um, and I'm all in for this game. Like this, this is the gateway game. I don't know what a gateway game is. It's like they win this game. All the way back in. We have Michigan State on Sunday at home. Like, it's going to be electric. It's going to be the first game. Hopefully with students back. I don't know, because classes don't start till Wednesday. So, hopefully enough people are down here for the weekend to make that place rock. But Michigan State was supposed to be good, so there was probably going to be a good crowd regardless. Um, Got to beat Northwestern tonight. They're underdogs. Not, I don't even expect them to win, but, man, if they can win tonight, they'll be 4-3 and three in conference play. Coming up on a home game, they have a chance to get back into the tournament conversation. That's where we're at this with this season. Is it's like but just getting that we just need to be talked not winning about. anything. We just, need to talk, we just need to be talked about. Right? Yeah. Right. If we can be on the bubble, yeah, that would be a win yeah. at this point. And it would show, like, it would give me more faith in Willer that even with a maybe like, he is the chiropractor. Roster, he is the chiropractor. <laughs> <laughs> he is. Yeah. <laughs> They in Michigan they were down twelve at halftime at home. They're already at this point they're one and two in conference play. And at home against Michigan, who's like probably the twelfth worst team in the conference. They just lost to Minnesota, who's always dog shit. It's like this is people on the message boards were like, We have seven more years of this Kevin Whaler guy. Like, we're screwed. We can't buy him out. We don't have the money to do it. Like, we're literally screwed. And then, I don't know what happens. They come back. Dante Scott shoots the lights out from three. They come all the way back. They win by seven. Juju Reese is, like, him again. I was just going to – I'm then, looking at the Illinois box score. Yeah, they go on the road at number 10, Illinois. Got their best player suspended. But still number 10, Illinois. They beat Northwestern by 30. This is a good basketball team. They barely lost to Purdue. Wait, did they play Purdue? And Maryland comes in, and they do what I've been begging for all season, which is just take the freaking ball to the rack. Big boy basketball. And they get it inside to Juju, and they, yeah, they just play tough. Like, Deshaun Harris-Smith knows that he's been bad at shooting, but, man, that dude can crash the glass like I've never seen a guard do. And that might be hyperbole, but... <laughs> He's literally like he's a dog. Like a little like when you when you think of a dog in basketball, like you don't think of like a corner three specialist. Like you think of a guy that yeah goes to the rim, blocks shots, yeah, like smart. gets rebounds, like just hustles. And that's what they have to do to win games. And if they can bring energy like that every night, then they could make the tournament. And like at least it's a culture thing. I but, like this is who we are. We're not like. We're not a modern-day basketball team. We're not Steph Curry and the Warriors. We're not going to shoot threes to win games. Like, 
we're going to bully you inside as best we can. We're going to crash hard. Like, we're going to press you. We're just going to make your life hell for 40 minutes. And, you know, there's going to be plenty of games where we don't have enough talent to win. But there's going to be other games where you pull it out because the other team is soft. And that's what Illinois is every year. They're soft. <laughs> that was beautifully done. Thanks. That was beautifully done. <laughs> they do own Illinois. That's the other thing. I... I like wanted to bring up a point that, 10, it's actually crazy. that you mentioned, which was, uh, you know, crashing the, the boards, playing big boy basketball. That is something that Carolina was missing a lot the past, it seems like since the SEC games have started, where they haven't had a consistent big man to rely on. And the whole offense changes when you have a consistent big man to rely on. Like when, mm-hmm. when Juju Reese can get you uh, 20 and 11, just the fact that he's, a threat mm-hmm. in the inside opens up all of your mid-range and three-point shooting. It opens up all the playmaking. Um, and South Carolina does not – like, they have B.J. Mack, who can, has played center. They have uh, Colin Murray Biles, who – Boyle – Murray Boyles, I think is his last, last name. Um, who has played center for them, but they're just big forwards. Um, and they – like, they they don't have Josh Gray as, as – had a tough season uh it's there hasn't been a lot of verdonk minutes i like the minutes that i get for verdonk but for some reason he doesn't get a lot of minutes um and then stephen clark who i was talking about uh multiple times on this pod he is now out of the starting lineup and just like not playing so mm-hmm. he's either starting or he's not playing and it doesn't make a lot of sense uh we need to find some consistency in the big men and i, I should have mentioned that before but you mentioned it you mentioned yeah. some big men and it does. It matters so much in the college game. Mm-hmm. It's just like having a guy down low. There's a reason. Literally just a guy, like an able-bodied man. There's a reason why all these, um, what are they called? The Naismith Award players, like the best players in college football. Yeah. There's a reason why yeah, they're, they're all, all these big men. And they're always terrible in the NBA. They're always in the G League. And they're <laughs> always like. Um, Luca Garza. Look at the guy who won the uh, the national championship, the the big center from UConn. Yes, yeah, doesn't no even go. get drafted, and he's yeah, like you could argue that he was the best player on that team. Yeah, and he doesn't even get drafted. So, um, of course, it takes a lot, but it, you need a big a big man in there. You need some big bodies. Oscar Shibwe. Yeah, Oscar Shibwe, G League too. Didn't get drafted. Yep. It's weird. It's really weird. Yeah, that's all in like the last four years. And it's it's the difference is uh, well. I think the difference is just that these since not it's not an even playing field, you know? The NBA is an even playing field. All these adults mm-hmm. have the same like if but if you have one big guy in college that's seven two, like you're just gonna dominate everyone that comes in their mm-hmm. way. <laughs> Until you go up against somebody smart that knows how to game plan for it. Yeah, no, that's true, like and Julian that's can't pass. Yeah. Who? When he gets double teamed, like Illinois, Julian Reese, like yeah. Illinois just didn't double him. If he could pass and they could shoot threes, which are two things that aren't true, they would be unstoppable. Do either of them? I don't know much about D one baseball, but are you guys ranked? I don't think so. We lost our coach to Alabama. Oh, well, Alabama's 19, South Carolina's 25. Um, I don't know much about college football. I mean, 
they, they ended up the last year 13. So I feel like it's a big drop. But uh, I don't know. Have to see. <laughs> Zach, uh, no, I know MLB. No, that's fine. <laughs> that uh, does that cover everything? He on everything. I think so. We're Wait, done. So, oh, Michigan. Yeah, you already mentioned Michigan State. Then Nebraska. Two must wins at home. What? Iowa. I'm just looking at your Maryland oh, team. Are you looking at Maryland schedule? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they go at Northwestern, Michigan State, Iowa at Iowa, which is a loss. They'll never win in Iowa. Um, and then what? Nebraska at home and at Michigan State. What's going to happen next year when you have a 9 p.m. game in UCLA? These Maryland guys are going to get dogged. Get blown up by <laughs> Oregon because the game's at 1 a.m. <laughs> yeah it's gonna be weird i think they'll just do like one west coast trip so like you'll go out and you'll play ucla usc oregon you might not even play one of them yeah that, that would make there sense. for a week it'll be fun for the kids yeah yeah i or guess california so. yeah I'm yeah i've probably true. never been i've never been to california oh i might go out there funny Anyways, maybe i'll join them take a week <laughs> off <laughs> funny um i guess moment that happened at the gamecock game you know we're getting like everyone's lining up and i'm right there and there's taylor cooper t coop which our library if there's anyone who's ever been a student here is called thomas cooper library t coop everyone calls oh, it t coop so i'm looking at him i'm cheering i'm like t coop the library the library <laughs> and michi and him like basically look at me and start laughing at each other. And I hear Michi go like, what the hell is the library? I was like, I forgot that these clowns will have never stepped foot in the library and probably never will. <laughs> and Riley, my my former roommate, now future roommate, Riley was with the game with the game with me. And he's like, oh, you know, he's only been here for like half a year. He just transferred. I was like, dude, if you're a student at the university, like you, it should be on the tour guide, is it not? In the package, like this is Thomas yeah, Cooper I, I didn't Library. Even library before. I mean, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, honestly, I think I knew. I probably knew what to keep was so funny. The first day, first hour of being there, it's like, oh, oh yeah, that's too good. Yeah, but they, no, they looked at me. Like, oh, like this library has all this cool stuff. They were like, that you will use as a student. Their tour is a lot different. Yeah, that's true. They and they're probably like they're like they, I, I I thought about it afterwards. I was like, I wonder if like every shot he was like because he didn't have a good game. And if every shot he's like, why did that kid call me the library? <laughs> he's just so confused. He's just like, why did he call me the library? I don't get it. Oh. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all I got. That's, I will say that Jamie Kaiser on our team, my sister had a class with him, like a nine a.m. class, and he went every day. Oh, that's cool. And I was there like, he shouldn't be going. Like, he should be working on his jump shot. Why is he going to college? <laughs> you were the bad influence. <laughs> you were the bad influence. You were like, why? They, they all the kids are like. Stress management. I was like, okay, stress management. Yeah, like, he's a freshman playing the Big Ten. He needs stress management. Shouldn't. But if it was some shit, I don't know, biology or stupid class like that, he doesn't need that. Most, most people, it's like, shouldn't you guys, you guys should be. Inside studying, you know, it's late. Chris is like, why aren't you guys playing basketball? Oh, no. <laughs> <It's 8 a. laughs> like, just shoot free throws. 
So yeah, that's that three throw one oh one. It doesn't take any energy. Yeah, that's right. Can I teach that course? Free throw one oh one. Juju needs to take that course. She I need a lot better. Juju I need better, to take I, I need to take that course. <laughs> I have a good routine, I just don't make them. But if I practiced it for an hour every day instead of going to class. You know damn I well I yeah, I was gonna say, you know damn well I'd be electric. <laughs> it's, it's, all right. We got a good hour thirty two here. Thank you all for listening. I hope everyone enjoyed. We'll see everyone on Friday, five PM. Of course, check our socials in case that changes, but should be should be good to go. And then enjoy your weeks. See everyone on Friday.